0: Good morning. Hmm. Buenos dias. Getting closer. Um, I am so glad to be here this morning. It's been a uh, very eventful morning uh, for me. I, um, <clears throat> you know, as I travel and I speak um, full time, this is my job. Actually, I spend the majority of my time. Um, these days, it hasn't always been the case, but in corporate America, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm able to speak and inspire people. Invite me to be a motivational speaker, without knowing that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that is coming through me. So I feel like like a like a like an evangelical spy in corporate America. Uh, I get to go in there and uh, and have a good time. But you know, today uh, it was just it was it was very powerful this morning. It was, a, it was a powerful service that we had. Uh, you know, as the power went out and I'm watching your team, your staff here at this church just, I mean, just imagine every, the chaos that was going on in their minds as they're trying to figure it out. You know, and it's, it's just, isn't it just like God to, uh, we're going to be talking about moments today, to create a moment that could have turned into chaos and you actually see the power of God come through. Now, had the power never come back on, it would have still been an extremely powerful moment. But, inevitably, as I'm sitting next to Pastor Daniel, and there's no power, and I don't know, I see a couple of people that are double dipping in both services today. I I remember you from the first service. And as we're, literally, he's like, let's have a moment, just a moment of silence to reflect upon the day. And everyone just begins to pray, and in the middle of our prayer, the power turns back on and I'm like that was not a coincidence you know if you're a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ you actually I have to tell you something you have to stop believing in coincidences because nothing is a coincidence Um, you 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 can't believe in the crazy story of a resurrection of Jesus Christ and continue to believe in coincidences God is sweeping through the world. His Holy Spirit is here, and everything has meaning and everything has value. And so today, we're going to lean into what does it really look like uh, to lean into these moments that Holy Spirit is giving to us, and then how can we receive those moments and in turn be Jesus' hands and feet to the world? Um, You're going to get to see some things that the first service didn't get to see, because we've got power. And I've got videos and stuff, and you know, what, one, of the, one of the greatest moments, uh, a moment that actually changed the trajectory of my life, to be honest with you, happened a long time ago, it was like 2010, and as Pastor was saying, uh, I, was in, I was actually in the car with my family in Atlanta, we lived in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, and this was such an incredible moment, um, where my kids were in the backseat of the car, the Beyonce song came on called All the Single Ladies, you guys know that song? I know y'all know that song and so as they're singing all the single ladies all the single ladies I pulled out my phone and I started recording them because I was like this is kind of cute I should send this to my mom who lives in LA well halfway through the song of my kids singing all the single ladies I looked back at my two-year-old son and I said hey buddy you're not a single lady I was trying to be funny he did not think it was funny He starts crying, he's like, ah! And I was like, oh my gosh, never mind, you can be a single any if you want, right? Like parenting pivot in the moment, whatever's gonna make him stop crying. So I capture this moment uh, on, on video and I was about to send it to my mom in LA and my wife says, no, 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 don't send that to your mom. You should upload this to this brand new website I just heard of called YouTube. Little did I know what this brand new website in 2010 called YouTube was going to do to my family because of this one single moment. I need to show you what happened to my family because of one single moment. Watch what happened here. The Whitaker family of Atlanta was in the car just singing along to Beyonce's hit song, Single Ladies. And then the family fun took an unexpected turn. Sorry, you're not a single lady, buddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're a single lady. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. I, look, buddy, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. You can do it. You can do it. Buddy, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, buddy. You're a single lady, okay? Okay? Here we go. If you like it, then you get a butter ring on it. Sorry. Did that hurt your feelings. Yeah. You can be a single lady if you want, okay? Do you want to be? The People's Choice Awards are not just about TV, music, and movies. I'm talking about viral videos. They were a huge part of our lives this year, and here's the one you voted as your favorite. We're here at the Whitaker's home to surprise them with news that they just won favorite viral video star for single ladies' devastation. I'm a single lady, oh, oh. Wow, that is such a great video. Thanks a lot. Congratulations, Woo! guys. Yay! Friends? Sure, you can give me a round of applause as if I did something. I won a trophy for making my son cry. I'll just, I'll never forget. I mean, this kept going on and on. We won a People's Choice Award. So whenever people introduce me, sometimes people will introduce me when I speak as a People's Choice Award winner. I'm like, I literally just made my son cry. Like, like that, that's why I won. And this moment, this one single moment, I'll never forget after the People's Choice Award, looking at my wife the next morning going, what in the world is happening? What, 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 what is it about this one moment that people are so attracted to. And I'll never forget her looking at me. Remember, this was 2010. So I want you to remember these words that she spoke. My wife looked at me the morning after, and she said, the reason why people are watching this video is you showed a mistake. You actually showed people that you're human. You were authentic. And this is what she said to me. People are desperate for authenticity. People are desperate for truth. This was in 2010. Christ Church, can you imagine how much more desperate people are in 2023 for truth, in 2023 for authenticity? What, what, what I think we need to do as Christ followers is stop pretending that we've got it all together. I, I, I honestly believe that the community at large is looking for Christ followers that are like walking with a limp and saying, Hey, listen, I do have a limp. I am imperfect. I have flaws, but I am redeemed through the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what the world is desperate for. They're not desperate for perfect Christians. And so I will stand before you this morning with a few challenges on what I believe we can do to truly be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, as we do three things. The first thing I wanna focus on is creating moments, okay? I wrote a book in around 2011 called Moment Maker. And it's, it's all a book about looking at the life of Jesus and how Jesus was intentional with every single moment. Jesus did not let one moment slip by where he was not using that moment for his glory. So the first type of moment I want to talk about are created moments. Everyone in the room say created moments. These are the moments that you are in charge of. This is the moment that happened in the car with Beyonce. We all have an opportunity every single day to create moments so that people can see Jesus. Now, now, these are the easier moments to create, right? These are the ones you're in charge of. You're completely in charge of moments every single day. How many people are you walking past that, without telling you, are desperate for you to simply just make eye contact with them? Just make eye contact with them. That that, that can be the simplest moment any of us make. Eye contact and a smile could shift the trajectory of someone's life. Literally. I, I mean, I, I, I travel full-time and... What what I do sometimes is I like to go to the escalator, especially in the Atlanta terminal. The escalators are like four miles tall, and people that are going up, and I decided to do an experiment a few years ago. This is a few years ago. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to count how many people are coming up the escalator looking down at their phone like this. So I counted 100 people. I was like, let me just get 200. Out of 100 people that came up the escalator, how many of them were looking down at their phone? A hundred, not a single one was looking up. And I just thought, how in the world are we supposed to create moments if we're not looking others in the eye? You know, um, this this isn't good. This isn't bad. This is just a thing. It's just a piece of glass. And throughout history, there's been other versions of this. You can go back to the Old Testament. There were things that were taking people's eyes off of each other, taking people's eyes off the image. So like, this is its just a thing, and we're going to talk about and you're going to see how we can use this thing to create moments, to receive moments, to rescue moments, but also maybe think about how maybe we can stop and how this thing is robbing us of some of these moments that we have in front of us. And I'm going to use a story today. That's really going to guide us, a story from Scripture, guide us into what it looks like to be moment makers for Jesus. What, what, what does it look like? How can we really, especially in the last few years, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say a number right now, and it's going to give you all a visceral reaction. Ready? 2020. You all started flinching. Ticks are happening, right? 2020. That, that number stresses us out because it, it, it feels like that was the moment that was a moment where things started, started to get really traumatic. Of course. We've no, none of us have ever been through anything like that before. But can I tell you something? I, I look at that moment of that year, and a lot of people begin to say things like, it just, we're more divided than we've ever been. Can I tell you something that's true? We're actually not more divided than we've ever been. We just have more access to everyone else's thoughts than we've ever had. We've been just as divided since the time of Jesus. Just look at, look at history. You'll see a lot of division, right? But what are we doing in this season as the church at large to be the hands and feet of Jesus? How are we creating moments for people far from God to return back to him? We're going to lean into that. And I've got a story uh, in the book of Acts. And this story is about one of Jesus' followers named Philip. And Philip, this is after Jesus was crucified and resurrected. Philip is hanging out. Uh, And this is going to give us, we're going to be able to lean in to what it looks like to receive some moments and to rescue some moments. If you've got your Bibles, it's in Acts chapter 8, verse 26 through 39. And we'll start at the beginning here. It says this, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So it said Philip got up and he went. Now we're going to stop right here. Because what I want us to understand is as we create moments in the name of Jesus, you can't create a moment unless you first receive a moment from Holy Spirit. I honestly believe the reason why maybe things have gotten so bad is that followers of Christ, myself included, have stopped living our life listening to the voice of God. And having Holy Spirit be the one that dictates what we say, what we do, and where we go. So in order to receive these moments that God has for us, we've got to learn to hear the voice of God. It says right here, an angel of the Lord did what to Philip? Spoke. Spoke to Philip. Philip was able to hear the voice of God. And I love what he said. We're going to even get a little bit deeper here. The spirit told Philip, get up and go south. Which means to me, what does that mean Philip was doing? If he said get up, what was he doing? He was sitting, right? He could have been sitting. He could have been, I don't know, laying. Philip's just chilling out, hanging. The spirit had to tell Philip to get up. Get up. And the question that I ask myself is, wow, When's the last time that I was actually sitting or resting for the Spirit of God to tell me to get up? You see, I think that a lot of us have a hard time hearing the voice of God because we're moving too fast. I feel like a lot of us have a hard time hearing the voice of God because everything, we're just going, 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 going. When's the last time that the Spirit of God had to tell you to get up? Uh, Gosh, R-E-S-T is like a four-letter word in our society. Rest. We, We don't know how to do that anymore. But I honestly believe the way to hear the voice of God is to slow down and let him tell you to get up. Even the pace at which I am talking to you is driving you crazy. Get to the point, Carlitos. Get there. Ah. We've got to learn to slow down. You want to hear the voice of God so that you can go and be the hands and feet of Jesus? Slow down. Down, lower the volume of life, and the volume of God goes up. You want to hear God speaking to you, and listen. I, I am. I am, just as as much as fault when it comes to this, but I have so much other input going into my ears and into my eyes and into my heart and into my mind from a lot of great people that are giving me a lot of opinions that sometimes I think it's drowning out the voice of God. I am currently walking. At three miles an hour. Three miles an hour. This is the speed that God created us to move most of the time. What in your life is moving at three miles an hour? It feels so slow, but you know what I like to call this speed? I like to call this speed Godspeed. This is Godspeed. This is, this is where we're supposed to be. We've got to get back to living and moving at three miles an hour. That's why Philip was able to hear the voice of God. And again, I don't want to blame something, but let's just look. How many of us are being discipled by this as opposed to the word of God? You know, there, there's, as I'm doing research for my next book, um, which is really all about God's speed, um, I, I make my living on this. I, I, I do. Like, like There's a lot of good that I've done on this. Like it's, it's, it's a great thing. But I did a little bit of research. And it shows that the average American, because we use our phones as our alarm clocks, when we wake up in the morning and we start swiping, we consume more information the first 15 minutes we're awake than my great-grandparents consumed in a month. That's crazy. And we wonder why we can't hear the voice of God, because this is not lowering the volume of life. So we've got to start making drastic decisions on how we slow down, how we get back to God's speed. And one of the things I did, like I literally went to Target when I found this information out. I went to Target, and I bought this really cool thing. Put it next to my bed. It's called an alarm clock. It's the coolest thing ever. All it does is beep at me in the morning. I, can't, I don't pick it up in the morning and start rubbing its face. I don't get angry at it because someone's yelling at me. No, it, just, it is what it is. And I've, I've, I've tried to lower the volume of life so that I can hear the voice of God so that he can tell me where to go, just like he did Philip right here. I also started doing things like I deleted all the news apps on my phone because why in the world should we know what's happening the very second it happens? So I did this thing. It was crazy. I didn't even know they did this anymore. I subscribed to this thing called a news paper. Actual paper. Every morning I wake up, I walk outside, and there it is. I don't know, some guy named Bubba comes by in a Trans Am and throws it out every single morning. I don't know how it gets there. But it gets there every single morning. And I pick it up, and there's all the news I need to read. And when I'm done, guess what? If something happens in the world, I'll find out tomorrow. We don't need to be consuming so much. I honestly believe this. Our souls and our psyche were not created with the capacity to consume the amount of content that we consume. We want to get back to hearing the voice of God first. Lower the volume of life. Slow down. And this isn't just something that we have a problem with in 2023. Okay? We go all the way back to the Old Testament. The the Israelites had a hard time hearing the voice of God too. Remember, Moses sets them free. They're like... Sweet, we're not slaves anymore, let's go. And they're running and the Egyptian army's hot on their tail and then all of a sudden they get to the edge of an ocean and they look at Moses and they're like, well, what do we do now, bro? You just set us free, but now we're about to get killed again. And they literally said this. There were plenty of graves for us in Egypt. Why didn't you leave us alone in Egypt so we can serve the Egyptians? Now we're gonna die in the desert. They wanted to go be slaves again just because they were faced with a little bit of drama. And do you know what Moses says to them? I love it. These are his words. Moses looks at them, and in the midst of their freaking out and crying, Moses said, Stand still. 47 seconds. And half of you were holding your breath. (gasps) Not quite sure why people hold their breath when they're uncomfortable, but that's what we were doing. When's he going to say something? Get to the point, Carlos. We don't have time. Come on. Oh, you know what happened when they stood still? (laughs) God split that sea wide open, and they walked to the promised land. How many of us are missing the promised land in our life? Because we just haven't stopped. Oh, friends, you want to receive more moments from Holy Spirit? Stand still. Slow down. It is vital as the church in 2023 that we lower the volume of life. And we hear the voice of God because he's going to tell us to go places and to do things that maybe we didn't know we needed to do. That's what happened to Philip. Philip, let's go back. If we go to verse 27, after the angel spoke to Philip, he said, uh, go south, get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And it said, so Philip got up and he went. Here we go. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah out loud. The spirit told Philip, go and join the chariot. Now, here's what happens when we begin to hear the voice of God. When you begin to receive moments from God, God is going to tell you to do some things that are uncomfortable. He is. I'm just letting you know right now. Once you start hearing the voice of God, he's going to tell you, hey, I want you to go do this. And you're going to be like, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I need to get up and go south to this road called Gaza? I, I, I see this Ethiopian dude in a chariot. That dude's nothing like me. He's riding in the lap of luxury, Holy Spirit. Like, he's in a totally different socioeconomic level than me. What do I have to do with this guy? How are our lives the same? Has God ever told you to, like, suddenly start seeing people that are nothing like you? I I know that's when I start getting uncomfortable. Is like when I'm like, well, that guy's chariot is nothing like the chariot I ride in. Actually, God, have you seen the bumper stickers on that guy's chariot? Like, I know I probably can't stand that guy. That's in that chariot. Because, but guess what? Here it is. This is not me. This is just the word of God telling us. It says, the spirit told Philip, ready? Go and join the chariot. Go and join the chariot. And this is what I want us all to do, especially in 2023. I want us, every single one of us, there's a lot of different people in here, so a lot of different opinions in here. I want us to think about what is the chariot we do not want to go up to? <laughs> we all got him. I got him. What is it? And then we need to hear the spirit to go and join the chariot. Because the unfortunate truth of the scripture is that we are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? So if I'm going to be a hand to something, if I, I need my hand to drink that water bottle, I can't stand this far away and with the force get that water bottle. I mean, it would be really cool if it happened right now. <laughs> if that thing j- but I can't. So in order to, be, to use my hand, what do I have to do? I have to go. Yeah, I have to go to it. I have to get close. How can we be the hands and feet of Jesus if we're not close to those we need to be the hands and feet of Jesus to? I think we've got to get close to the chariot. Go to the chariot. Get up to the chariot. Because the beautiful thing about this passage of Scripture is that the end of it shows the beauty of getting uncomfortable and getting near the chariot. Now listen, there's chariots that we we can talk about. I mean, there's a lot of hot topic chariots, but let's just talk about chariots of people that we live with. Like, how about some people that drive you crazy? Has anyone in here ever lived with a 12-year-old daughter? Okay, because let me tell you about a chariot that I didn't want to get in. Was her chariot? Because when my daughter, I didn't want to receive the moment from Holy Spirit. When my daughter went from 11 to 12, She went from, like, I'd come home from from work or a trip. She's like, Daddy, I love you. And she'd come and wrap herself around my leg. And then she turned 12. And I don't know what happened. But I'd come come home from a trip and I was like, Daddy's home. She's like, hey, Dad. Like, what? Hey, Dad. No, Daddy's home. How was school? Fine. How was gymnastics? Fine, Dad. What has happened to my sweet little angel of a girl? She's on drugs. So I go in a room and I start looking for the drugs and I can't find any drugs. My wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm looking for the drugs. My wife's like, she's not on drugs, she's 12. I was like, I don't like 12, she's so mean now. Can I tell you, I did not want to get in her chariot. I did not want to get near her chariot. And I was like, you know what I need to do? okay, I need to figure out what she's into. I need to find out what's going on. So I stole her phone like a good dad. And I started looking at like, who she's texting. What's she watching on YouTube? And I saw that she was watching on YouTube. She'd watched this video of a young man the day before. She'd watched this video over 100 times of a young man flipping a water bottle. You ever seen kids flip, flip the water bottles? So, so, so she'd watch, and the young man had won a talent show. And I just thought to myself, how can I go up to her chariot? How can I go up to her chariot? I don't want to go up to her chariot, but I'm going to. So, okay, she's into water bottles, flipping. So I'm going to do it. So I go and I start practicing. I get a water bottle, and I'm horrible. So it was a little harder than you'd think it was. The thing was that this young man actually won a talent show, flipping the water bottle. I want to show you the video of the young man, and then I want to show you how I actually got up to her chariot. Watch this video. It's like he hit the final three pointer in the NBA Finals. So I'm like, okay. She comes home. I'm like, hey, babe, how was school? Fine. How's gymnastics? Fine, Dad. Hey, baby, w- w- would you like to go in the backyard and f- flip a water bottle with Dad? Yeah, Dad. W- yeah? Okay. So I said, I even downloaded the song that the young man won the talent show to. What if we try to do a dual father-daughter water bottle flip and land at the same time? Oh, yeah, daddy, I would love that. She called me daddy the second time. So we go in the backyard, and let me show you how I got up to her chariot. Watch this. We did it! 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 We're we we the champion! Father, daughter, water flippers! We love you guys! Thank you for cheering us on! <laughs> Who is more excited, the father or the daughter? We walk inside. She goes to her room. I sit on the sofa, turn on the news or something. And uh, I'll never forget. Five minutes later, my daughter comes walking out of her room. And sits down on the sofa right next to me, and sticks her head in my armpit like she did when she was 11 and a half years old. And I got her back. I got her back. Why? Because I went and joined her chariot. How can we join the chariots of those that drive us crazy? It's got to be supernatural, right? Like it can't be our own strength. His strength is perfect when our strength is not. But can I tell you something? Those that do not follow Jesus are not going to act like Jesus. Those that do follow Jesus are called to go and join the chariots. And then last but not least, I'll also tell you, she only hung out there for about 45 seconds since she left again. Rescued moments. We've got creator moments, received moments, rescued moments. Here's here's the ticket. This is what we're really called to. This is what I believe all the people that I've already met with Christ Church, like literally I can only imagine if every single one of you walked out into this community and started, started, continued to be the hands and feet of Jesus. This community is desperate for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, the fruit of the spirit littering this community, this church it could be the point of revival and rescue. Because when you rescue moments, when you do it together, oh, it's a lot better than when you do it alone. And that's why I look, I just see this community, like, wow, what if, it's what you continue to do, is step out into these streets and rescue moments. What Philip did. Here it is. This is the hard part, right? We go back. The Spirit told Philip, go and join the chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? Ready? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him inside the chariot. Inside the chariot. Now it's when it's really impossible. Okay, Carlos, I had you when you were like, just go and join the chariot. But I don't know if I can get in it. Can I tell you what happened when he got in it? Philip, you continue on. Watch this. He starts reading the scripture. The eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who's the prophet saying this about, himself or someone else? So Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus beginning from that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came upon water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe in your heart, you may. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Then he ordered the chariot to stop and both Philip and the eunuch went down in the water and he baptized him. This is the rescue I'm talking about. People far from God coming to know who he is. But it never would have happened had Philip not heard the voice of God, was obedient to the voice of God, walked up to the chariot and then got inside the chariot, that is where we're going to have to pray for supernatural strength as the people of God, Holy Spirit, give us the strength to get in the chariot. And when we rescue others together, oh, it's so beautiful. I've got this um, um, family online called the Insta Familia is what I call my Instagram followers. And oh, we got an Insta Familia in the house. And one of the things we love to do is rescue together. It's, it's just such a beautiful way to see the hands and feet of Jesus. And and I have a great example. One time when this happened, I was in the Atlanta airport. A lot of my stories have to do with the Atlanta airport. But I was in the Atlanta airport and I was going up the escalator in Terminal A. And when I got up to the top, I saw this, this man playing the piano. And he was going to town, like playing the piano. And I realized that no one was looking at him. Everyone was on their phones. So I was like, oh, I need to see him. I want him to, to, to know that someone's paying attention. So I, I pull up my chair right next to him, probably a little awkwardly too close, because as he was playing the piano, he started looking at me like this. And finally he stops and he goes, what you doing, man? I was like, oh, I'm just, I just want to, I, I want you to see that I see you. I'm going up to his chariot, right? And he's like, what's your name? I was like, Oh, well, my name's Carlos. What's your name? He's like, my name's Tony. I was like, Tony, how long have you been playing? He's like, oh, I play every day. He's like, I'm, I'm, I got kidney disease, so I got dialysis every night. But in the morning, I, I wake up and I come here and I play the piano. And I said, oh, I'm going to rescue the moment. You know what I'm going to do? I had $40 in my pocket. He had like 15 bucks in his tip jar. I was like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to let him feel love. Hey, Tony, what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten? $400. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> well, okay. So he kept going. But then I thought, oh, wait a second. I can try to rescue him alone or I can rescue him together. With my Insta Familia. And so I started to live stream Tony at his piano. Let me show you what the power of rescue together can do. Watch this video. Back now with our play of the day a feel good Friday. Carlos Whitaker was enjoying lunch when the piano player captured his attention, noticing there was not a lot of money in his tip bowl, even though he was playing his heart out. Well, the two started talking, and it turns out that 66-year-old Tony plays piano every day, then gets dialysis every night. So Carlos had an idea to call on his Instagram followers for some some tips for Tony's playing, and the money kept pouring in. And take a look at what happened next. They just deposited $10,000. Who's they? 170,000 strangers that loved your piano playing, and I asked them to give you money. You are loved. Come on. We were loved, we were adored, and I don't know what you need to do with $10,000, but it's yours. Wow. Wow. Oh. And since then, Carlos said his followers have raised more than $60,000 oh. for Tony's plane. And I got to say, Carlos Whitaker, you and your Instagram followers, you get the best humans yes. award for this Friday. That's an oh. amazing oh. story. That is a great Friday story. Beautiful. Yeah, We needed that. We needed Here. it, for sure. Coming up, everybody, Dirk Spidley. Big- Thanks, right. The power of rescuing moments in community. I only gave him 40 bucks. That's all I had. But my community, it ended up being $78,000 by the end of the 24 hours. And then Tony, can I tell you what happens when you rescue somebody? Tony's like, man, I want to be part of the Insta Familia. So we, Tony and I become great friends. And he, I, I'm literally I was FaceTiming him every day trying to teach him Instagram. And uh, I, the, the funniest moment was when I was like, They just deposited $10,000 a year. He's like, who's they? He didn't have a concept, right? Tony ended up donating $70,000 to the American Kidney Foundation. He took almost all of it and gave it back away. Why? Because rescue begets rescue. People that get rescued want to rescue. And this is what I'm talking about. Go up to the chariots and then get in the chariots as uncomfortable as it is, and I promise you're going to create, receive, and rescue moments. One last story, because I want, I want this to all kind of um, get tied up for us all. We, we've got creator moments, we've got received moments, and we've got rescued moments. And these are the things every single day that I'm charging all of us to do. And sometimes it's not going to feel like you've got it right. But I promise you, I promise you, if you continue to do this, you're going to begin to see the abundance of God in your life. And I'm not talking about like abundance financially. I'm talking about this, the goodness of God in your life. It's going to be powerful. And I think this example is going to show you what I mean. My family and I, we were camping in the High Sierras. And my, my kids had, had gone, gone to bed for the night, and it was just my, my wife and I by the campfire. So I was kind of putting the moves on, right? And like, beautiful, there's thousands of stars in the sky. And I got my arm around her, and I'm like, babe, look at the stars. I can't remember what cheesy line I was saying about the stars in the moment. But she stopped me, and she goes, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, look at the stars. I mean, this is beautiful. Can you take a photo of the stars? And I was like, well, kind of a mood kill, but... Sure. So I walked over to the picnic table and she had her camera. She's got one of those fancy cameras, you know, with the buttons and the dials and the knobs. And if you don't know how to use a fancy camera, what mode do you put the camera on? Auto. Why do you put it on auto? Well, it's going to take a picture. So I put it on auto mode. I aimed that camera at the 30,000 stars in the sky and took a photo. And this was the photo that I took. Let's see if we can get this up here. There it is. There's like 13 stars in that picture. So I walked back over to my wife and I was like, hey, how's this? She goes, oh, babe, do you know how expensive that camera is? I know that camera can take a photo of all the stars I've seen on Instagram. I said, I know, but I don't know how to do that. She goes, I know, but don't you have a friend that does? And now the romantic moment's completely over. And I'm texting my friend Jeremy in Nashville, who's a pro- pro- professional photographer. I was like, Jeremy, Heather wants me to take a photo of the stars. There's 30,000 stars. I took a picture, but there's only 13. He said, is the camera in auto mode? I said, yeah. He goes, oh, you can't capture the abundance of stars in auto mode. It has to be on manual mode. And can I tell you something? Creating, receiving, and rescuing moments is living in manual mode. Auto mode is really easy show up to church, feel good, leave, wait till church the next week. Manual mode is more complicated. Go out, find the chariots, go up to the chariots. It's a lot more complicated. And I didn't want to do it. And none of us want to because it's hard. And I didn't want to learn how to do the picture because it's hard. So Jeremy's like, first you have to find the ISO. I was like, what's an ISO? Found the ISO. It took me 15 minutes. And cranked the ISO from 100 to 12,000. I said, okay, sweet. He's like, you're not done yet. Now you have to find the aperture, which is also called the F-stop. And I'm like, what? So now it takes me another 15 minutes to find the F-stop and the aperture. And I was like, and I took a picture. It was completely black. I said, it didn't work. He's like, you're not done yet. Now Heather is asleep in the tent. <laughs> and it's just me and my buddy Jeremy. And I'm like, then he's like, now you have to find the shutter speed and slow the shutter speed down from 1 30th of a second to 30 seconds so all the light can invade the sensor. But if that's the case, if the shutter's open that long, you can't hold it or it's going to be blurry. So you have to put it on a tripod. Then you have to download a remote trigger on your phone so you don't touch it. And I just want a picture of the stars. Why does it have to be so complicated, right? And I tried it and I failed. And, and you're, you're going to try to create moments and you're going to fail. You're gonna try to walk up to someone's chariot that's nothing like you and they're gonna say mean things about you. You're gonna try to rescue moments and it's not gonna work out. It's good, you're gonna make it worse. You're gonna try and you're gonna think, I'm done, back to auto mode. I tried it and I failed and I tried it and I failed and I tried it and I failed. And one hour after my wife had gone to sleep, I took a photo and this was the photo that I got. This is what life looks like. When you create, receive, and rescue moments. But can we put the other photo back up? But, but so many of us are walking around going like, look at my 13 stars. How, how good is God? And I'm sitting here, telling, can we put the other photo back up now? That, that Jesus didn't die on a cross for 13 stars. Jesus died on a cross so you can experience this. But this is what's available when you choose to be moment makers. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys.